Welcome. If, if this is your first time at our church, my name is Sangmin, one of the pastors here. As uh, we went through, that was a wonderful time. I, I sat with Hannah, and it was just a wonderful time to share uh, what, what she picked out, and I was sharing. Uh, I hope you guys get to do that more as you go home and, uh, and sit down with your family. Your kids also got a passage, so make sure you sit down with them and walk through them with them. Um, at this time, I, I want to, uh, every year, we pray through as the new year is coming elders and pastors we pray through hey lord what do you want us not only as individuals what do you want us as a corporate body what sort of the thing you want us to focus on in 2023 um and several months ago elders and pastors have been praying discussing is this the theme is this the word is this the direction as we enter year six what sort of thing lord you want us to focus on so after much prayer and discussion we really felt strongly that uh this is, we're going to reveal the word, but this is God's word for our community in 2023. Last year was a theme. This year is just a word, one word. We'll unpack this throughout this, uh, this year. I'm going to invite um, Hannah and, and Daniel, and they're going to help me. When I'm, we're not going to be trying to be dramatic, but we do, we do have the new, new banner and the theme. Um, and, and really, we, we really feel like this is what the, the God is calling our community to do. Um, and and let's, let's see if... Let's see. It's coming. It's coming, guys. Um, and we really feel like this is, you know, every, there's a season to life. We really feel like this is a season we're entering as community, but also as, as, as people. And the word is one, two, three. Grit. Grit. Um, we'll unpack a little bit more about what that means. But if you have your Bibles, Psalm 1. Psalm 1, uh, verses 1 to 4. Very famous psalm. A very well-known psalm. And first four verses, let me read for us. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. And its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. So right off the bat in Psalm 1, I'm going to be really quick today, but right off the bat, Psalm 1, the psalmist says there are really only two ways to live your life. Two, truly two ways to live your life. And, and, and really, contrary to what we believe, these two ways will never collide or come together. Psalmist says there's a blessed way and there is non-blessed way. And really, if you look at Psalm, number, Psalm 1, this isn't simply a nice intro to the rest of the Psalms, but it is actually a mini summary of all of the book of Psalms. Uh, and right off the bat, the psalmist is telling us the world of prayer because the book of Psalm is prayers and laments and, 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 and things that were lifted up to God. Right off the bat, the psalmist is telling us the, word, the world of prayer is a world of conflict. Do not be fooled by beautiful imagery of the tree or, or of the brilliant poetry of articulate the psalmist sound. Psalmist says, verse 1, there is evil in the world. And if we're not careful, we can easily slip into evil, to sit, to stand, to really 
stand amongst the mockers. And, and, and what the psalm is saying is the enemy is never far away when we pray. Which means when we pray, it's not action of running away, but rather it's entering in. When we pray, it's not an escape, but engagement. Yet the mistake we many of us often make in battle of life is to continue only ask for protection over and over again, right? Protection over the enemy and its schemes. Uh, maybe you, you share prayers with someone next to you and you said, pray for protection, pray for safety, pray for comfort, which are important, which God provides. But we don't ask enough about his strengthening and his empowering in battle so that the enemy will flee when they encounter you and I. Recently, my second daughter, Eleanor, she's, uh, she's about four. She's been getting scared of the dark. And randomly, she'd be, she'd be scared of someone being in the house. Like no one would be in the house, just me and her and the family. And she'd be like, Dad, I think someone's in my room and I'm really scared. Right? Uh, and, and she gets terrified. So I don't simply... So in the beginning, I was like, you know what? Just come here. Give me a hug because I love hugging you anyway. Just give me a hug, right? No worries. Uh, but after a while, that, that stopped working. She, just, she got so terrified of like just these fear of someone being in the house. So I said, I had an idea. I said, Eleanor, look at daddy. Is this a nice face? Like, do you think, like, if, if someone shows up to our house and look at this face, I'm, I'm smiling now, but I can't, I can't mug right now, but they're not going to be very happy. They're going to be scared of me. Daddy's got you. If they show up to my house and they see daddy, they're going to run. So you don't have to worry. And that works. Eleanor's like, yeah, dad, you don't have a friendly face. I would be scared if I showed up to your house. In the same way, in, in battle, right, when, when we are battling in prayer and we realize the world of prayer is actually a conflict and battle, we don't simply ask for safety and comfort and, and, and escape, but we ask for engagement and power. So friends, the, friends, the reminder, maybe the first reminder of this series that God is with you and you have the strength through Him to face even the most dark and difficult brokenness in your, in your life. And again, when you pray this year, don't simply ask for protection or safety, but ask for power. Ask for courage. So back to the ways of living, back to the two ways of living. So really, how do you choose the right path uh, the psalmist refers to as blessed? Everyone say blessed. Everyone loves the idea of being blessed, right? Christians, non-Christians, blessed. Hashtag blessed. And there has been a lot written about the definition of the blessed in Psalm 1, because it's such an important psalm. But, but I don't want to give you the Hebrew and, and unpack, but simply put, if I could just do a one-minute explanation, it, it, it simply means to be content, state of contentment, state of being genuinely happy, genuinely Shalom, genuine shalom, right? this idea of, oh, I feel content, I feel happy, I feel like I belong here, I feel safe here. That's what the psalmist is referring to when he says, blessed is. So what would make 2023, 2023 a great year for you? I mean, think about it. If you guys woke up, you're like, it's already New Year, <laughs> maybe. What would make 2023 a great year for you? A better return on your investment? That's not going to happen, guys. It's going to be another year of, of, of it's, going to be, it's not going to look good this year. Perhaps romance, 
find, finally find, finding this, finding a love of your life, marriage. Finally, you've been dating for years, and finally you're like, okay, let's get married. And, and, and the guy you're dating says, okay, I think I'm ready, or, or, or no. Better living situation, nicer house, nicer car, nicer office, bigger office, corner office. Interestingly, the psalmist in Psalm 1 mentions nothing tangible. He, he doesn't say anything about material or wealth. or Actually, it's frustrating, Psalm 1. He simply says, blessed is someone who delights in the law of the Lord, who medita- meditates on the law day and night. And the psalmist continues in, 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 in Psalm 1. He's like a tree planted along the waters along the riverbank. Interesting imagery. I mean, have you ever thought about why a tree? Why imagery of a tree by the riverbank? That sounds nice. That sounds beautiful. But seems a bit anticlimactic for me because we're talking about someone in battle. Someone is about someone in battle. World of prayer is a conflict. But a tree doesn't sound very intimidating or scary. Psalmist could have used other imageries, like imagery of a gladiator who trains day and night for the battle. Or, or a shepherd who works tirelessly. That's a very famous sort of analogy image throughout Scripture. A shepherd who works tirelessly. Or maybe a diligent farmer by the vineyard working away to yield its fruit in season because he's talking about bearing fruit. But it's none of those things. It's rather a boring tree by the riverbank that the psalmist chooses to use. Interesting. I mean, think about it, friends. Like, what does a tree do? Anyone? It bears fruit, yes. But anything else? A tree does not move. I mean, if you're like a scientist, you're like, oh, a tree does move. You just don't know. Okay, I got you, okay? But, but really, like, we can't see tr- tree moving. A tree cannot work. A tree cannot make things happen on its own. It is really great at, really talented at being still. It's great at being planted and remaining in, in one place. Seems very countercultural, doesn't it? Like, seems very different from the world that we live in in, in, in this city. To faithfully remain in one place without wavering. In a culture of constant movement, in a city of constant going and doing and experiencing, the psalmist says, if you want to be blessed, you got to learn to slow down. you got to learn to actually stop. The psalmist, psalmist is making it clear, it's not our activity, but it's our connectedness. It's our ability to remain committed and connected to the very thing that gives us hope, joy, wisdom, and courage. In fact, verse 4, the psalmist spells it out. He says, you don't get it. Let me, let me tell you, right? This is a picture of a miserable person. If the picture of a blessed person is a tree by the riverbank, per picture of a miserable person in verse 4 is someone like Chaff. That the wind drives away people who are going here and there and back here and back there working really, really, really hard and constantly on the move. 
Why? Because they're not rooted in one place. And throughout the scripture, both Old Testament and New Testament, this has been the main failure of God's people, being like chaff. You see, throughout Genesis, we see God who creates, who commits, who makes His covenant with His people. We see a God who's constantly committed to His people. And all He asks to Israelites, to the kings, to the people that come after them, even us, all He asks is that you and I remain in Him, John 15. Yet, throughout human history, we have been like chaff. Fickle hearts, easily swayed and led away. We're, ha- we're, we're like Jonah at the end of that story where God put up the shade and we're like, oh great, we have shade. It's cool, it's nice, now we can stay. And then as soon as God takes away that shade, it's like, God, kill me now. Some of us had great 2022 and we're like, it's great, I love God. Some of you guys had some rough things happen in 2022 and you're like, man, where is God? We are like chaff. And, 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 and really, to find courage and hope and strength, not from within, but other places, that is really what God is calling us to do, to be like that tree planted by the riverbank. And, and you know, it's really simple. In order to, for a tree to flourish, in order for a tree to flourish, but that, that's by the streams of living water, they got to have what? Very, very deep roots to be able to really reach deep down to get to the source of water. And I really believe this is what it means to have grit biblically. I mean, grit can mean a lot of things, you know, in, in our culture. Angela Lee Duxworth wrote a book titled Grit. I, I read this several years ago, and I, I think it's pretty good. And she defines grit in this way. And let me just quote her. She says, grit is the ability to persevere in pursuing a future goal over a long period of time and not giving up. It is having stamina. It's sticking with your future day in, day out, not just for the week, not just for the month, but for years and working really hard to make that future a reality. Grit is living life like it's a marathon and not a sprint. And I think that's beautifully put. Her her book is really helpful. But biblically, grit isn't simply about persevering. Let me be very clear. When I say grit, and I want us to really pray through this, this word as our corporate word for 2023, I'm not saying persevere. Keep Put, put your heads down and just persevere. Because biblically, it's not about just persevering. It is not just about not giving up or having great endurance. Although these are wonderful qualities of being a follower of Jesus, grit for God's people begin at the riverbank. Psalm 1, by, by the streams of living water. Just like the trees planted by the streams of living water, we are to be deeply rooted in Jesus and His Word. And only true grace will produce true grit. We can't get to grit without grace. So friends, only true grace, as we understand the depth of Jesus' love for you and I, the sacrifice that he's made for you and I, we can truly understand what it means to have grit. 
And this is why the gospel is not do your best and hope for the do your best and hope for the best. That's that's the gospel of the world, but the gospel in Jesus is not do your best and hope for the best. No, it is because we could not do the best, because we have failed and sinned. And because we do not have what it takes, Jesus is the one who came for us. Jesus is the one that's truly gritty. And that Jesus took on our sin, our shame, our failures. And he made us righteous before God the Father. And that very Jesus, that Jesus who, who showed up, his spirit lives in every one of us that confess Jesus as the Lord. And part of the work of that Jesus' spirit in us, which we know as the Holy Spirit, is to transform chaffy people like you and I into the image of our Savior. Amen? So this year, this is what we're going to practice. Not simply learning what it means to be greedy in the Lord, but to understand it comes from being rooted in Jesus. Understanding His grace, which, which transforms the way we live our lives. Amen? Uh, we've made these uh, postcards, beautifully designed by one of our members in our church. Um, we're going to give you each one. Uh, we're going to pass this around. I'm going to ask Hannah and, and Daniel to just pass this around. Just take it with you. Uh, put it in your office cubicle or refrigerator in your, in your kitchen or your living room. Uh, in the back, there's a place where you can even write down your, the verse that you picked out. As a reminder for 2023, we're going to be teaching throughout this year what it means to be greedy in the Lord. I have to say greedy because I can't say Gritty without sounding like greedy. Staff told me this already. You're going to hear greedy a lot. Greedy in the Lord. Um, may this just set us right. Set us right on the right path of seeking the Lord, not only as individuals, but as a community. Amen? Let me just pray for us. Jesus, we thank you for uh, just the way you love us. Uh, we thank you that we are able to be like the trees that are planted by the streams of living water. But Lord, in order to learn to be like a tree, uh, we really need to learn to let go, let go of our control, let go of our even our dreams or ideas of what is good life, what is the blessed life. Um, let go of what we think is good for us so that you can give us something much more beautiful, much more fitting. Uh, we pray, Father, for our community as we enter our sixth year. Uh, would, you, would you help us to mature in this way, that we're not like chaff, just chasing after the next fun thing, next cool thing, next trendy thing, but to really uh, grow roots, roots that are deep in you, not in personality, not in uh, any sort of thing, but in you only, that we are defined by you, Jesus. Thank you for today. Just send me pray. Amen.